Hey, before we kick off the episode, I just want to let you know there's a little bonus content thrown in at the end. We were having a humorous conversation before the actual episode started, and then I had a couple false starts in trying to get the intro out, and that was kind of funny as well. So if you stick around after the closing, there's a little bit of extra content there for you, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Episode 21 of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan, and I am joined by my friend Ski. Hello. And Brent. Hello. For us, this is a special episode because we have been off for about 10 weeks, uh, although thankfully we had enough uh, episodes saved up that I don't think we'll miss any releases uh, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, we haven't seen each other during that whole time, and uh, it's uh, kind of great to be back around the table with these guys again. So... We'll go ahead and go through our normal uh, process of a recap by Ski, followed up by MVPs, best lines, and uh, ultimately our rating for the episode. So with that, I'll go ahead and turn it over to Ski for the recap. Ironically, the episode title of episode 21 is The Flu, or I think we even saw The Flu Attack. Yeah, yeah it seems like but it has a couple names floating around out there. but We'll just go with The Flu, I think we decided. So. Right. Very ironic that it would be The Flu, <laughs> and that would happen to be the one that we yeah, had to was stop not, on. It was not planned. No. no. <laughs> it was just a, a happy accident? Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, original air date was March 1st, 1986. Uh, written by James Berg and Stan Zimmerman, and directed by Terry Hughes. We open in the kitchen. Uh, we see Dorothy uh, standing uh, while wearing a fancy dress, uh, and uh, Sophia is kneeling down while holding a, what looks like a ruler or a, a yardstick, maybe. Uh, she's likely measuring her hemline or something. Sophia accuses her of slouching, uh, which would uh, throw off her measurements, of course. Sophia is a woman of many talents. I mean, she it is. seems like any. Any of the stereotypical, you know, kind of old-fashioned wife duties, she she's can do it. all of them, you mm-hmm. know. She's an impressive an impressive lady. Yeah, she cook, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say, and it's odd because, I mean, you would think that Dorothy would have all of the same, or a vast majority of the skills that Sophia has. But yet, if I was to rank them as far as like homemaking abilities, I go Sophia, and then Rose, and then Dorothy, and then Blanche. Yeah, yeah, I think you're definitely right on that. I mean, now Rose though, she does just seem to be more naturally a homemaker, mm-hmm. and maybe Dorothy was just always trying to, you know, mm-hmm. strike out on her own and get her education and, and yeah. those kind of forward-thinking things at the time. Um, um, you know. Teenage sex. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missed home ec for that one. <laughs> you know, you have to be impressed, though, because, you know, she she made it through, got her teaching license and all that kind of stuff, even after, uh, you know, getting impregnated at a young age by Stan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I think we've done the math backwards, and it had to be around 13 or 14 that she <laughs> <laughs> had, her first, uh, had her first kid with Stan. So. Exactly. So, I'm sorry. I it's pretty young, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. It's, 
That's the show, right? <laughs> so, uh, as best I can remember, <laughs> it has been a while. <laughs> Blanche enters, and uh, she's talking about buying a new dress uh, so that uh, she won't have to wear the dress from last year, thinking that too many people would recognize it. And Sophia points out that most people would remember that dress uh, for being rather revealing. Uh, I think she even says something along the lines of they would say it was a uh, flesh tone. Right. <laughs> Uh, we find out ultimately the girls are planning to uh, attend a banquet. The uh, I think we later find out also the Friends of Good Health is what it's called. Yeah, the, the best the, friends of the, the Friends of Good Health or something yeah, the, of that the nature. Group. Yeah, it's funny. They call it the social event of the season. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, is there anything that either of you have ever attended that you would consider the social event of the season? This recording. <laughs> this is, <laughs> well, yeah. and, and I bet you you go through the entire series, this is probably not brought up again. Well, probably not. Yeah, I don't think that they have an annual. <laughs> they don't. They probably don't revisit. That this would be group. awesome, though. If they if that was the one continuity thing they really kept in in uh, line with. You know, friends had their famous Thanksgiving episodes. Right. The Golden Girls had their famous friends, the best friends of good health <laughs> <laughs> ceremony. Episodes. Well, it's funny. They talk, which we'll get to this later, but they do talk about all the ways that they participate. And it's like, well, they've never done an episode about any of these uh, <laughs> good deeds. <laughs> maybe they're just, uh, maybe they're just banking. You know, they're like, hey, we could throw these in for a later episode. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Still season one. I mean, at this point, they're like, we need ideas, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I, hope not. I mean, they're only 21 episodes in. Um, so I hope that they had it planned out for at least the next five. <laughs> I would hope so, too. <laughs> Uh, so both Sophia and Blanche are still uh, without a date, we find out, which is rare for Blanche, of course. Uh, Blanche claims that she'll have to uh, choose from her many options. Uh, I won't have to, or she says, I haven't had to disappoint so many men since Daddy tore down the treehouse. Yeah, we have a treehouse in our backyard, and I have a 12-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. and I have never fixed up the treehouse. <laughs> it was there when we moved in, and it's in you know poor uh, repair. Mm-hmm. Um, it. This uh, that particular phrase did not make me any more, uh, <laughs> you know, put any fire under me to actually get that job done. Right? Um, Maybe after she's uh, older and wouldn't be interested. Right? Exactly. You know, I mean, thankfully, I don't think she she's a modest kid. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm glad for that. I hope she she maintains that modesty for a long time to come. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, finding out that Blanche apparently um, did not disappoint many men before all <laughs> <laughs> the treehouse was still standing. So. Yeah. Well, I think that. Yeah, I think you're fine. Like, from what I know of, you know, your daughter. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine her. You can have too many suitors knocking on your back door asking for a tetanus shot because of your rickety <laughs> treehouse. Yeah, I don't know. That in a way, it almost sounded like a, a an insult towards my daughter, but that's fine. No, I, I meant it like you said. Just no, I know. <laughs> no, I was being complimentary. I know, but I like to turn things if I can. Okay. <laughs> So I'll take this as a slight. <laughs> <laughs> just, just remember that he owes you. Is that right, exactly. Well, I owe him <laughs> is the thing. He slighted me, and now... You give him what be, for? Yeah, <laughs> retribution. So. Exactly. He owes me a foot up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Rose enters, and she asks if anyone can tell her uh, where some medication is, and says she's been feeling achy. Uh, Dorothy immediately kind of freaks out and says, you know, claiming if Rose is sick... Surely she'll get sick, too, because she gets sick real easy. Uh, Blanche is overconfident that she can't get sick and uh, says she treats her body like a temple. And then Sophia comes back with a quick zinger saying, like a temple, 
open to everyone day and night. Yeah, that was one of my favorite lines. <laughs> there was a lot of good lines in this episode. I feel like I wrote down several throughout that uh, you know that I definitely enjoyed. It was a, a well written episode in my opinion, at least as far as as that aspect of comedy goes. Well, if I miss any uh, on my synopsis, you guys. Well, you're two for two so far with the ones that I had <laughs> no- noted down. So. Uh, okay, we change scenes and we uh, we see Blanche, Dorothy, and Rose are now all sitting on the couch, coughing and sneezing, <laughs> clearly sick. They're comically posed like the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil cliche. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a I don't know, a silly little sight gag. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, it was better than some of the odd sight gags that they've done here and there. So, <laughs> I definitely thought it was like you know. For those of you playing the home game, two weeks ago we were talking about that was no lady mm-hmm. being the oddest joke. <laughs> but I definitely think the three wise monkeys <laughs> right. beats it as far as odd jokes go. Um, and because I still kind of you know remember how podcasts work, I just sent you both a picture of you know my interpretation of that image. So I like it. Feel free to post it on the socials <laughs> if you have access to our accounts. Yeah. Well, I'll at least post it on, on the socials uh, at Sophia's Choice on Twitter, uh, at Sophia's Choice Podcast, that is. Um, on, as Twitters. Well. on the Twitters. <laughs> <laughs> all the Twitters. Right, all the Twitters, <laughs> all, all the Facebooks. <laughs> the TikToks. Yeah, well, I don't think we have any of the TikToks or the... The Snapchats. Uh, no, you don't do any TikTokery? Snap, none, none of the Instagrams. <laughs> Hard to believe we only got 15 listeners. <laughs> I, I know. Well, I'm sorry that I'm not a better social media engineer. <laughs> so. But yeah, I just thought that whole Three Wise Monkey things was so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, it was slightly forced. It kind of was. Kind of was like the only thing it was missing was like Sophia sitting on the couch as the fourth monkey, you know, like holding her bean for do no evil. <laughs> it's just so awkward. <laughs> uh, the girls discuss, you know, openly how bad they feel and are you know clearly a bit snippy to one another. Uh, Blanche comments that even though she feels so bad, she's amazed that she still looks so good. Right. Sophia enters and announces that uh, Vinny. Patagni, I think is what it's pronounced, just turned her down uh, her invitation to the banquet. And then she explains that he's a jerk, but is the only man her age that doesn't wear his pants up to his chin. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel like that that should be the thing that precludes all the other potential suitors <laughs> um, is a high pant line, especially if it's that common. <laughs> that, yeah, really. So. Well, and then Rose even comments that she doesn't, uh, she doesn't think that look bothers her too much. But it just has always looked so painful to her. Mm-hmm. I always remember, you know, going back, I think the most famous example of the creeping pants is probably Fred Mertz from mm. the I Love Lucy show. You know, because <laughs> his pants, I mean, by the end of that series, like his tie would be tucked into the pants a lot of times, mm-hmm. and they were really up to like just below the nipples. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever noticed that. Oh, yeah. you have to keep an eye out if you yeah. haven't watched old episodes of that, that, yeah, his yeah. pants were, mm-hmm. were famously high. But it was like a conscious thing like each season they did get higher i don't know that uh, maybe it was just that each season he got older and so gotcha. naturally he hiked him up a little further yeah, but, yeah a um, mighty slouch yeah <laughs> I, I i you know you never know i don't know that it was a conscientious choice gotcha. that they made but um, okay. but it still is is funny to observe yeah yeah uh, so anyway the doorbell rings and sophia goes to answer the door a dr richmond comes in and tells dorothy that she is uh, subbing for her normal doctor dr harris which I thought was kind of an interesting little thing because the, the creator is Susan mm-hmm. Harris. Yeah. 
Uh, who, who was, what was the name of the doctor who showed up last time? Was it Dr. Harris? I don't know. I don't think it was. Because are you talking about the uh, the doctor who showed up and that, I know something came about him being Jewish. Uh, and I remember that being your favorite line of the episode was something about that. Well, yeah, because um, Sophia was talking about everything she had ate that day. Right. And he was like, I'm Jewish. And if I ate all that, I'd be sick too or something along those lines. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'd have to think it was a better line than that. But I yeah. think it was something at least in that ballpark, uh, yeah. at least of the content of it. But yeah, I, I do not remember his last name, but I don't think it was Harris. I don't think it was either. So, so well, I don't know. Maybe I guess she's recently changed doctors. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> or she has a flu doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just <laughs> a specific one for that. I did think it was interesting. She says uh, something about paying the doctor $50 or uh-huh. needing to find something. I was like, wow, 50 bucks for a doctor to make a house call? Uh-huh. That is a steal. Exactly. <laughs> well, especially since you, know, you split that three ways. Right, yeah. You're paying, <laughs> well, yeah, what, thirteen thirty-three? <laughs> one of them has to chip in the extra penny. <laughs> it's not going to be me. All right. <laughs> now, uh, so Dr. Uh, Harris. Harris. Or no, no, sorry. Dr. Richmond explains that Dr. Harris is uh, not there because he's having a baby, or Mm -hmm. his his wife is having a baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dorothy explains that her lack of interest, uh, or explains her lack of interest in this fact due to the fact that she's feeling so poorly. Normally, she'd be excited about babies. Uh, The doctor uh, asks the girls to explain their symptoms and starts to kind of examine them. Rose lists her ailments, including a strange dream, which she has uh, been chased by a giant Listerine bottle. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Dorothy kind of jabs that she's experiencing the same, but in her dream, it's a big bottle of scope. Right. I thought that was pretty funny, too. I thought it was odd to tell a doctor about a dream that you're having based on, you know, other flu-like symptoms. Very yeah. rose. Yeah, I don't think that anything about, uh, I don't know, dreams would, would factor in <laughs> the <laughs> diagnosis in yeah. this case. But When the doctor starts to kind of check out Blanche, uh, she tells, or Blanche tells the doctor that she's never been examined by a female doctor, which, by the way, Dr. Richmond is, and it feels a bit odd to her. And then Dr. Richmond kind of replies that despite the progress made by women, the field is still largely dominated by men, and that if it makes her feel better, she used to be a man. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Blanche does not take that news well and kind of pushes the doctor back out of shock. Uh, This was just a joke to lighten the mood, though. Uh, The doctor explains that uh, the flu is spreading and that they all seem to have it based on their symptoms and stuff. And it will probably be, uh, they'll probably be all out of commission for at least a week. <laughs> and of course, they protest because they talk about their plans to attend the banquet uh, later that week. And the doctor insists that uh, they need to get plenty of fluids and plenty of rest, and that's really the only way to beat it. Right. Yeah, there was a couple um, jokes that by today's standards would be problematic. Um, I, yeah. I think that one where she... The way Blanche reacted to the possibility. So, so forcefully. <laughs> right, yeah. And then there's another one a little later in the episode where uh, the three are hugging and, and Sophia comments that the neighbors are going to talk. So. Yep. Now, at least though with that one, you say, okay, well, that's the oldest member of your mm-hmm. group. So yeah. you give a little more slack to her. Yeah. The older generation is always more prejudiced. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rose angrily muses that the uh, modern science can create you know, cinnamon dental floss, but can't cure the common flu. And uh, Sophia claims that science is overrated and that home remedies tend to work better. Uh, then they all discuss uh, ways that they were kind of treated for sickness when they were kids. Sophia tells a story about uh, Sicily and a widow that uh, had a cure for almost any ailment. And she, uh, she ties in a specific story about a guy named Salvador, the uh, village idiot. Mm-hmm. 
being given a special salve for an earache, and he uh, misunderstood the uh, use directions, and he uh, put it on his linguini, not his ear, which is a pretty big misunderstanding, I think. Well, the only thing I could figure is that if he thought that he was just being told to take it orally, then he, he was like, I'll just put food. it in my food as opposed to, <laughs> you oh, know. so it was actually, I thought it was like his wiener. Oh. Like the linguini was a euphemism. No, I don't believe so. <laughs> I mean, he was the village idiot, not the village cat or... <laughs> so. I don't think cat means what you think it means. Well, isn't a cat someone who gets kind of fresh um, with, oh, with the yeah. ladies? So he's getting fresh with the salve. Well, I think that because she goes on to say that everybody loved it because uh, it, <laughs> it was pesto. Um, oh, and yeah. so if everybody's gotcha. tried it, then that would mean that they, you know, had he yeah. put it on his, exactly. his man parts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a good point. So. Well, it's would be off because like her husband's name was Salvatore. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wait, is this a story about, you know, Dorothy's father? Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a couple like there's Salvatore and Salvador and I'm not uh-huh. sure, you know, like, yeah. They're, they're very similar. So I don't know if she used the exact same name mm-hmm. that they use also yeah. for her husband, but. I don't know. I have to look that up too. Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not <laughs> worth it. We'll get there eventually. Right. <laughs> God uh, willing. As, as you heard from Alan there, the, he claims that he's going to market the substance and that he renamed it Pesto Sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dorothy calls her out on the lie because obviously that's not true. And uh, she fires back saying, you know, I'm old. I'm supposed to be colorful. I actually really like that line. I don't know if it was my favorite of the episode, but it was up there. I, I don't know. It wasn't super funny, but I just, you know, yeah. perfectly described Sophia. <laughs> so. Do you guys like pesto? Uh, yeah, I like it fine. It's not something I'm going to go out of my way. Like, my wife loves pesto. Yeah. Uh, she'll, you know, put it on. Like, she prefers it as a topping on pizza and things of that <clears> nature. <throat> um, yeah. And I enjoy it fine, yeah. but I'm not going to ask for it specifically. There's yeah. a sandwich of Fazoli's. It's like a turkey like sub type thing mm-hmm. it's got a pesto sauce on it's really good yeah that's probably the thing i like pesto on the most now what about you are you kind of on, on my yeah. side of that yeah i'm on board with it um but i, I think i'm like with sherry you oh, know, okay. like i'll consume it on its own not on its own but i'll go out of my way to have it <laughs> yeah um one time my wife was out of town and like there's um there's a local pizza play chain here in the area and they have a pie of the week that's 50 percent off Okay. And so they have a pesto mambo pizza. It has like pesto and artichoke and spinach or whatever on it. And it's really good. Um, But, you know, my wife doesn't much care for it. So that was going to be 50% off while she was gone. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I should get that one night for dinner. And so I did. You know, I got got the extra large. Mm -hmm. And I got the whole grain crust because I like to eat a lot of fiber. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, just eight gallons of pesto on top of that. And (laughs) And then several days were fun, were they? Yeah. Man is not meant to eat that much pesto in one sitting. Well, I like the idea that you're like, I got an extra large pizza, but I wanted to be health conscious, so I got it with the whole grain crust. (laughs) Well, like, um, maybe it's just compensation. It's like, well, if it's going to be overly large, I'm going to do something for my heart. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) there's a lady at work that I worked with. uh, My wife and I were working together at the time, so it was a coworker of hers as well. And so, like, I'd been telling her for two, three days, it's like, yep, when Tuesday rolls around, that's what I'm doing. And then, you know, Tuesday rolled around, and that's what I did. And then she asked me about it on Wednesday, and I was like, oh, no, you know. <laughs> and I told her, and then she saw me run into the bathroom all day long and everything. And she's like, that really did a number on you. I was like, it did. Oh, so it wasn't just, like, gas or anything. Like, you were oh, yeah, spending it, a large portion of your time I lost nine pounds the following day, so the whole grain. See, and, it really yeah. did work. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, that's a... 
It's the so. secret to your dietary success. Exactly. <laughs> but then like um, six years later, we were all out at, um, at a Christmas dinner type thing. And somehow the topic of pesto came up again, and I, <laughs> I told that story. <laughs> and then that lady was there, and it's like, do you remember when that happened? <laughs> and she was like, every time I hear pesto, I think about you running to the bathroom. <laughs> so, so apparently I've ruined the condiment for her. <laughs> so do you think now if she's at a restaurant and they offer the pesto, she just passes on it every exactly. time? <laughs> she's like, that's the widow maker. <laughs> the widow maker. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we got another scene change. Uh, we see Dorothy lying down on the couch by herself, and then Blanche comes into the room. And then we find out she's not really by herself. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was another. That was Again, there were several lines in this episode I liked, and this one that he's about to go over was a, another one. That was... This, this is my favorite, actually. So she's lying on the couch. Blanche comes in and asks for her heating pad. Dorothy claims not to know where it is, just kind of plays dumb. But then she picks up a, a plug that's coming out of, you know, a cord coming out from underneath her blanket and says, uh, if, if this isn't it, I'd like to know what other electrical appliance you have under that blanket. Yeah, that was one of the best innuendos that I think they've ever yeah. had on the show. Um, exactly. Because I don't think that any kid would ever know, you know, mm-hmm. that innuendo at all. I mean, it was perfect for an adult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was that was S- excellent. Subtle but awesome, yeah. yeah. Now, you did skip over one small thing in the prior scene that I just wish we would have actually gotten more of because Rose starts to go into a story about how her cousin Dennis got his sideburns <laughs> caught in a... Um, Thresher or something? Yeah, yeah. And I would have really liked to hear the rest of the story <laughs> because, <laughs> I don't know, like I'm thinking Wolverine-type sideburns. <laughs> like how long did they have to be in yeah. order to get caught into machinery? Yeah, because they never... They cut her off. Yeah, they cut her off. The elders shut up. And I was like, that's one I would have liked to have heard to completion. <laughs> 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 So sorry, but yes, we are back to, to the electronics that are underneath the, <laughs> underneath the blanket. Hidden pleasures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do no evil. <laughs> right? Uh, Dorothy kind of relents and says, you know, you know, she admits that she's got it. And she says, but I need it to heat my chest. You know, I'm feeling bad. And Blanche says she needs it too. Uh, but Dorothy Snidely kind of snaps back that she doesn't care if she feels bad. She <laughs> wants it. Uh, Sophia then enters holding Dorothy's dress. And asks her if she can stand up and try it on. Uh, she responds that she's too weak to stand. But Sophia tells her that you know, if she doesn't check it out or you know, make the alterations now, she won't be able to have it done in time for the banquet. Uh, Dorothy finally admits to herself that she's too sick to go. And that you know, most likely none of them will be able to go. Right. I like the way you sold that line. Yeah. <laughs> I truly believe they were not going to be able to go. Strange, right? <laughs> after after dying on the couch there. <laughs> With a smile on her face. Right. <laughs> Mystery electronics. Uh, Rose comes in. Uh, I like the fact that they had to be plugged in back then. Right. <laughs> it's like Boy, they had pad. Radio Shack or something to put a battery operated. Well, like in a heating pad? Well, like a vibrator. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. oh. So, so the innuendo. Here. Exactly. Back to the innuendo. I'm hoping my daughter's not going to listen to this one, but I got to correct you. The good, the best ones are still plugged in, Brent. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, it's just like a traditional like two or three prong. It's not like the special outlet you need for oh, the dryer. There's no prong because <laughs> it has such high current coming through it exactly. that you need to make sure. I don't know what kind of tools he's using. Well, he's saying that uh... <laughs> plug it into the wall, a standard outlet would right. be sufficient. 
the Hitachi Magic Wand. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to be outmoded in your uh, married life, that's what you get for your wife. Okay, well. <laughs> outvoted? Outmoded. So you're no longer outmoded. really necessary. Okay. <laughs> your wife was like giving a vote to the magic wand. Be- like, best, and worst gift. <laughs> best and worst gift you can give. <laughs> or receive. Right. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> Whatever gifts he wants to receive, that's fine there by me. There you go, yeah. I like the fact that it's what I said he's afraid his daughter will hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying I hope she doesn't hear all the stuff I just Oh, yeah, I mean, he definitely, because the daughter, you know, she's an adult. His daughter's <laughs> an adult. So all the content up to the part where he's describing a toy that would have to assume belongs <laughs> to his daughter's mother, <laughs> you know, I think it was fine. <laughs> you know, I think that it wasn't that objectionable at all. Um, and then he definitely took it far in the other direction uh-huh. so exactly. jumped right over that line yeah yeah pretty hardcore she's probably self-conscious she's like man all i got her for mother's day was breakfast in bed <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah 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 back to the uh, thing so sophia's you know you know talking about the dress and she says yeah none of us will be able to go uh rose then comes in and uh to the living room and kind of excitedly explains that she's found uh, her folk medicine book. Uh, the girls are clearly kind of cranky. They don't care. Uh, Sophia exits. Uh, Rose insists that they keep a happy disposition because, you know, they'll get feeling better earlier and starts in on the story only to be quickly stopped again. Uh, Blanche tells her that uh, she's lucky they aren't stringing her up after several days of her crazy stories. Uh, Rose says that she's going to stay happy and tells... Dorothy, that her folk medicine book has a great hot toddy recipe. Don't you think that's like Blanche's default response to everything about someone being strung up? Yeah. I guess it's just something <laughs> from her past. Yeah, maybe? I'd have to assume that, yeah, there was a, a lot of trees that uh, would be objectionable by, should be by any time frame standards, but. Uh, not, not a lot of tire swings, you think? <laughs> right, not, not exactly. Not, not in Blanche's neck of the woods. <laughs> I like that you said neck of the woods. Oh, right. <laughs> Dorothy tries uh, and kind of she tries some of the hot toddy that Rose has, and she kind of gasps. She says, uh, "This is a great line too. This stuff should have an octane rating." <laughs> Rose kind of giggles in agreement, and they uh, continue to exchange insults at one another. Uh, Blanche gets up to uh, turn on the TV and watch Another World, mm-hmm. uh, but Dorothy says no, and that they watched that yesterday, and now she wants to pick something different. Uh, Rose suggests a variety of other fun activities to kill time. But Blanche compares her ideas to a, a Girl Scout jamboree. Yeah, I really enjoyed the way she said jamboree. I don't know why, but <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, just a uh, jamboree. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a really, I don't know, like she really Very played Louisiana. the southern, yeah, the southern accent hardcore there um, to draw that word out. But. <laughs> Dorothy says that she's kind of over Rose's happiness. She's she's upset by it. And Rose explains that she's had to drink several of these hot toddies to even stay happy. Uh, but she's finished now, and she won't be speaking to any, either of them anymore. Uh, they all kind of stand up you know, and huff and uh, angrily agree that they're not going to uh, talk anymore, and that's the best option. Uh, Sophia then enters, you know, not having heard that conversation, and cheerfully announces that she's got a date for the, the banquet. Uh, the girls all storm off, uh, leaving Sophia alone. I think she says something along the lines of, can a girl have a have a life or something? Right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then we got another scene change. We see uh, Dorothy now sitting at the kitchen table. Uh, Rose enters and goes to the fridge. She asks Dorothy if they have any more orange juice. A pitcher happens to be sitting next to uh, Dorothy, but then she picks up the, the pitcher of, of orange juice, pours the remainder in her own glass, and says, no, we're all out. Yeah, that was a great sight gag as well. Um, well, far you know, less nonsensical than they hear no evil, <laughs> you know, evil, you know, speak no evil monkeys. Um, but yeah, I really like that part. Uh, Blanche enters upset and demands to know who's been stealing her Vicks Vapor Rub. Rose kind of snaps at her and says she stole it and has, she already had plenty. Like, I think she even says something kind of gross, like, and I was already slathered. <laughs> <laughs> she said she did it out of spite as revenge for her losing the measuring cup to her NyQuil. Which then is funny because Dorothy immediately takes credit for that, saying she took the cup uh, because being mean to Rose makes her feel better. Right. Well, ultimately, it seems like Blanche gets screwed over for no reason yes. at all <laughs> because Dorothy stole from Rose and Rose stole from Blanche. But as far as we know... And Dorothy stole from Rose from Blanche earlier. Right. Yeah. So as far as we know, Blanche has actually been the nice best room. behaved of the three of them so far. <laughs> Which is odd because, like, Blanche has the most reason to complain because she was the one who was touched by a lady doctor. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely assaulted her southern virtues. Exactly. <laughs> she's afraid she's going to end up in the tree. <laughs> Rose kind of retorts that, uh, you know, saying that Dorothy can go straight to H-E double hockey sticks. And the girls poke fun at her lame attempt at uh, being mean. Uh, Blanche calls her a nerd. And uh, Rose then just kind of breaks down, starts to cry. Well, now you you really need to. Go. She called her. Yeah, she called her an A one first class all around nerd. Now, just calling her a nerd, she probably would have gotten mm-hmm. past that. But when you add in all those adjectives, mm-hmm. it becomes a far harsher burn. True, true. <laughs> I will I will concede that. But uh, then you know, Blanche sees that she's obviously pushed past the line there, and she immediately apologizes. And I think they kind of all realize how terrible they've all been to each other. Then uh, they agree to stop the rudeness and help each other get through this tough time together. Uh, they share, you know, a big group hug, and that's when Sophia enters and says, "Hey, what's going on? The neighbors are gonna get the wrong idea." Right. So, and that's when the scene ends, right? Uh, not yet. Okay. No. So then she continues saying that uh, she called to cancel the reservations to the banquet, but the organizers did seem disappointed. Uh, furthermore, she thinks one of them may have won the best friend of the year award. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, Blanche and Dorothy, you know, say that Rose may well have won that award, discussing the, you know, many things that she had done throughout the year to promote the good health and help the, you know, society in general. Uh, then they talk about Blanche's contribution, including uh, volunteering as the dummy for the fireman's CPR class, which we find out she also organized. All right. <laughs> uh, Dorothy then points out all the things that she did over the past year, uh, though none of the girls seem to remember those. Right. Well, you know, you did gloss over that, you know, Rose did participate in the walkathon, the telethon, the marathon, and um, I know there was at least one other uh, a thon. A, a thon in there. Yeah, so so Rose had lots of thons that, <laughs> that she participated in. Yeah, I think that uh, Dorothy sold 49 boxes of peanut brittle in she addition did. to she did. <laughs> some other accomplishment that they uh, had also forgotten. You know, they don't seem to remember Dor- Dorothy even has to kind of goes, ahem, ahem. And uh, there's like, oh, please, Dorothy, if you're going to cough, cough into a handkerchief. Right. <laughs> uh, the girls are, uh, again, immediately at each other's throats. 
<laughs> Just an emotional roller coaster with those it three. Is. Yeah, it really is. Apparently, being sick um, it definitely stirs up the emotions in these three. <laughs> and the insults, you know, from one another, saying that they're all going to be going to the banquet, sick or not, uh, to accept that award. Uh, Blanche stomps away. Rose gets up and admits that Dorothy really has done some good work. But uh, that not enough people like you. Yeah. Well, there was two of my favorite lines. Probably my favorite line of this episode was in this scene. Um, it, it was where, you know, Blanche basically belittles what Dorothy had done. Then Dorothy goes back belittling, belittling what Blanche had done. And I think that's when, right before Blanche storms off, that Rose says, well, I guess that settles it. I guess I won the award. Um, and it's just so matter of fact. Like it's not. It's There's no not question a, or mind. Right. It's like, oh, okay. Well, you guys reasoned it out so clearly. I'm the one who must have yeah. won the award. Um, Last man standing. Right. And then, of course, that one that you just mentioned too about uh, not many people liking Dorothy was another great Rose line. So. <laughs> and she leaves the room also, and Dorothy turns to Sophia, and asks if you know. She says, "Ma, do you think I have a chance at uh, you know winning?" And Sophia responds. Yeah, absolutely. As long as they don't have a swimsuit competition. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what the what the qualifications are to be the best friend of good health award. But I'd like to think that, you know, having a married man drop dead in your bed is a disqualifier. Well, yeah, and especially <laughs> if it's like the second one. <laughs> exactly. Because, <laughs> so, I mean, this season alone, um, you know, we found out about one dead man in Rose's bed and, yeah. and the dead man she left years ago. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know if she's the best friend of health. Exactly. <laughs> best friend, maybe. Of health, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for being that kind of friend. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, thank you. Being a friend. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a moment. That was probably my most dad joke of the entire season, so it's good that it took you a moment to get it. Exactly. <laughs> and so we got another scene change. We flash forward now to the night of the event. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy and Rose are sitting at the table with their nice dresses on and with their dates, uh, dressed in tuxedos. Uh, Rose kind of sneezes in a small kind of mousy way. And uh, I think her date says something along the lines of how cute it is. Mm -hmm. And then Dorothy belts out a loud, like, violent sneeze. Mm -hmm. Uh, Blanche arrives (laughs) alone, uh, and uh, Rose asks where her date is. And she says, oh, he'll be along soon. Real quick. So, like, so there were, like, two things. Um, So Dorothy does her sneeze, and the second part of that was... um, her her date his voice mm-hmm. like he had a nice like sophisticated voice mm-hmm. like do you remember it the way yeah. it sounded yeah vaguely yeah he, he sounded like he was a high society kind of a guy or he something truly like that did. <laughs> he truly did like just upper crust and everything <laughs> and then he had a character arc that just took him the entire yeah. opposite way it was just bizarre yeah, a little later i can't remember what the story he was telling was it, later scorpio in the... tattoo on his oh, stomach that's right. yeah <laughs> and, and asked if they wanted to see it yeah yeah so yeah, that that voice. <laughs> so he sounded like a proper gentleman, and then we find out he's a booze hound with a giant tattoo. <laughs> exactly. exactly, as all gentlemen have, Alan. Well, that's yeah. true. You know, yeah, don't you retire to the to the smoking room with your scotch nightly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put on my jacket leave, and get leave my the snifter of brandy to, to clean up the mess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He uses his, you know, his fancy lad voice to be like, oh, I did not want my salad anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like to <laughs> criticize her behavior mm-hmm. about how ghost she was. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. It was just awkward. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I agree. They definitely uh, took him in a different direction <laughs> at the end than they did in the beginning. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Uh, the girls immediately go back to slinging insults at one another, saying that uh, they will be the one to win the award. And then we see Sophia arrives with her date, a young man named Raul, who says uh, to everybody, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Blanche sees that her date, uh, and says, oh, she, Blanche says she sees her date and says she's going to go up to get, get him. Uh, Rose asks uh, Raul where he's from, and again he says, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> we find out that that's pretty much all he knows. Sophia kind of tickled, says that he doesn't speak much English, but she met him in a uh, flower shop near the dog track where she won big uh, the day before, and she decided to rent him a tux. Now, one thing that I wanted to mention, because, like, you guys got wives. You can tell me if you've seen this before. Sophia's shirt, like, dress or whatever, was, like, completely encrusted in jewels. <laughs> Like, like yeah, I'm sure they're fake. Right. Like costume jewelry. Tub. Like, can that type of garment be laundered? <laughs> I don't even know if that... I would have would, to think that would be dry clean. How uh, would that even work for dry clean? Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you couldn't just toss it in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Yeah. And I assume that's what she meant, like it was the dry cleaners. Must have been. Yeah. Not but like it was like... It feels like... A I guess it could be both. A shirt yeah. that heavy would, like, weigh down an old woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, that costume-type jewelry can be pretty light, I yeah. think. So maybe... Uh, I guess you don't have to wear jewelry if you've got a shirt like that. Yeah, well, you know, she's small, but I bet she has a strong back. So. <laughs> a lot of core exercises. <laughs> yeah, There you exactly. go, yeah. Keeps her thin. Keeps her healthy. Mm-hmm. Blanston brings back a young man to the table and introduces him as uh, Tommy Cochran and explains that he's an, an up-and-coming writer and that they met in the park while she was reading one of his books. Uh, this illusion then is quickly shattered when a head waiter comes over and demands that Tommy get back to work uh, because they're about to serve the main course. <laughs> I know we always go over our guest stars um, a little later in the episode, or at least we have been recently. Uh, but I did think it was... Now, that's one bit of continuity. This was the, his second appearance on the show. I'll get to his name later because I don't have it written on this page. But Dom Amira? Uh, no, not him, but the, the waiter who was Blanche's fake date. Oh, gotcha. And in the first episode he appeared in, he was a waiter in that episode also. Oh, nice. I believe that was the episode where um, Dorothy was, not Dorothy, but Rose was dating the... Um, little man. Yeah, the little man, yeah. So <laughs> he was their waiter at that restaurant. So apparently, you know, he, he does waiting all over town, mm-hmm. you know, and he's available for events. Yeah, so. exactly. Not all events, it's good just to be, the social events of the season. Right. Good to be flexible, you know. Right. Get in that extra Skrilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that mean? It's a money. It's a very dumb term that I don't yeah. like, but I cheese, lettuce, huh? you know, um, cheddar. Is that yeah. still used? Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe. I mean, I, I don't think know you if have any to of these are still a. used. Cheddar, cheddar. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're very hip in this That's, podcast that talks about a thirty-year-old show about fifty-year-old women. <laughs> fifty and up, Alan. Right, fifty-plus-year-old women. <laughs> we used Davenport in episode one, and we've kept the hip lingo going. Yeah, definitely. Twenty-three skidoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Tommy turns to uh, Blanche and you know says you know asks if he has to give her her twenty five dollars back <laughs> that she had clearly bribed him to act like his date. Uh, she says yes, but he points out that that's very unfair, and then she kind of relents and says, "They give me ten and get out of here." <laughs> uh, Blanche clearly mortified by the, good. How do you feel about the fact that like her escort costs half as much as a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, you know, on short notice, you know, that probably uh, yeah. probably raises the price. So would you say that if you gave your escort notice during that time, if a doctor's 50, then we'll be fair for an escort like 15, 10? I mean, I guess. And he's risking his job potentially, so it's. Yeah. 
Hazard like, pay. If you go to the doctor for just like a regular routine checkup or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like what one twenty five something. Yeah, but something that's like that. in the office. Yeah. So assuming having them come to you would be what three hundred and fifty. Probably. Yeah, I'd have to think it'd be pretty high. Yeah. Now, how much do you uh, think an escort's worth? I guess that would be like a comparison. Because, <laughs> I mean, depending on the escort, now I'm not uh-huh. experienced in this uh, uh-huh. realm, um, yeah. but I don't know. I think if you have an escort coming to your house, mm-hmm. you're probably paying, you know, at least in office visit prices for a doctor, if not higher. Or mm-hmm. I guess it depends on the quality of the escort. Yeah. It's true, I guess. I mean, we had a guy we worked with uh, a long time ago who <laughs> would talk about the $2 prostitutes that he would find on the street. Um, Is that West Washington? Uh, well, yeah, apparently so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, but again, I, I guess they probably have a really wide range of prices, mm-hmm. but um, but I would have to think the one that you would be excited to see <laughs> <laughs> would be at least kind in that in-office doctor. Right, to mom about. Right. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. So, we're going with that, then I think... If 50 is the rate that you'd feel comfortable paying a doctor to come to your house, then I think you'd probably go like 30 to 40 for your escort. Yeah. But, but if you were going to the escort's office, then it'd be a lower price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> very very uh, eye-opening mm-hmm. conversation, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. The audience will be uh, probably, i, I got to warn you this in advance, they'll probably be looking this up to, to verify, doing some fact-checking. Oh, fact-checking the prices of escorts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing Research. Is that, <clears throat> It's, I mean, I imagine this thing's sort of, it's the awards slash fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure they sold tickets, and, right? You know, Dorothy had to buy two tickets, and you know all of it. You know, Blanche bought a ticket for, you know, I guess nobody, <laughs> right? <clears throat> if she just lassoing the. Oh hey, uh, yeah, that could be a depends on how expensive the tickets were. Yeah. She may have saved money trying to buy her date there. Oh, uh, she well, she had there was a seat at the table for him, right? So yeah, she had yeah. to have a ticket. Well, if he's aware, though, he can just grab his own plate and says, I'm eating here. <laughs> <laughs> Squatter's rights. <laughs> right. Well, I'd have to say that um, based on, you know, Blanche after, you know, it's revealed that, you know, this is a, this date is not an authentic one. You know, the, the way she describes the guys was that something to the effect of like her date she was supposed to have um, said something to the effect of I'd rather die than be seen in public with you with the way she, you know, looked. It was pretty rough, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. she didn't look that terrible. She looked more or less normal. Yeah, pretty and much the same as always. Total dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, granted, I know that they're vain and want to have a man on their arm for this event, but still, I think she'd still be better off uh, to, to go stag than she would be. <laughs> yeah, to bring such an uncouth yeah. lout. <laughs> now, is it stag if it's a woman or would it be going doe? I think it's still stag. Oh, okay. I like dough, though. I think mm-hmm. that's a, I, we should make that a thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure someone already has made it a thing. <laughs> Just like many people have taken the term Davenport for many <laughs> awful reasons. Smirched <laughs> <So. laughs> <laughs> a good name. Yep, exactly. In fairness, they did take it long before um, <laughs> we attempted to. But so, as Alan said, uh, you know, Blanche is clearly mortified, and she admits that she didn't have a date. And that, uh, you know, as awful as she looks, which, as we discussed, wasn't really any different than normal. Right. Uh, but she says she still looks better than Dorothy and Rose. Uh, then we flash forward again. We're in the same area. It's still the dinner. Uh, but the night has passed on a bit. Uh, Dorothy's date is now telling the funny story. 
uh, about an uncomfortable tattoo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then offering was, to lift the Scorpio or scorpion or yeah, something. scorpion. I think I said scorpio, but yeah, scorpion. Yeah. A lady walks up to the podium and kind of announces, kind of breaks up the uh, the chatter that uh, they're getting ready to present the Friends of Good Health Best Friend of the Year Award. Mm. And uh, I'm sure you couldn't say that 85 times fast. I mean, probably not. I don't think there's many <laughs> things I could say 85 times fast, though, in fairness. Uh, she also explains that uh, Don Johnson from Miami Vice, who was supposed to attend, will uh, be unable to uh, come to the presentation of the award. But the show's producers provide the outfit that he would have worn. Which appeared to be his outfit from Miami Vice. Yes. <laughs> so is he going to come in character as? I, I guess so, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's odd that they didn't just tack on that he couldn't come because he had the flu. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely would have been that a good button a to good put ad, on the episode. Yeah. Exactly. But. I think the only thing that would have been better is if he would have caught the flu from like sharing a toilet seat with the Noog Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good throwback. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lady that uh, you know then brings out the clothes, the trendy clothes that he wore mm-hmm. on uh, the show. Uh, Rose, Blanche, and Dorothy again kind of snip at each other about who's about to win this award, uh, but are cut off by the lady at the podium beginning the announcement. Uh, of course, the award is then given to Sophia, mm-hmm. who you know hadn't even talked about the entire episode. Uh, everyone claps as she gets up and she goes to the stage. And uh, though she pauses to give Raul two kisses mm-hmm. <laughs> before she goes up there, as she gets to the podium, she happily accepts the tro- trophy, uh, kind of smiling, says, uh, "Who would have guessed an old lady with a tin can could have raised so much dough?" I assume she meant like a literal tin can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not her caboose. I'm yeah. that so. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I assume that she was referring to maybe doing calls that would, you know, to solicit donations. Oh, really? Yeah, just calling it a tin can as opposed to, you know, a phone call. But then it makes it sound like the best friend doesn't matter your other things you do. It's just how much money you raise, and that yeah. automatically makes you the best friend of the it best friend. If you, if you harken back to all the things that the uh, girls did to try and, you know, I guess compete for this award, they all do sound like fundraisers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know. There's just something about, like, they all did lots of good stuff. And you just got to wonder, like, how many hours did Sophia stand outside with a tin can collecting yeah, loose chains in handling. order to trump <laughs> all of them? <laughs> yeah, that would have to be, uh, well, I don't know. She does look older and smaller, so maybe people would take her as being more feeble than the others. Um, Possibly. You know, so they might take more pity. She had a really good sign, too. We don't yeah. know that. Yeah, it could be. Um, <laughs> ass, grass, or ass. <laughs> ass, grass, or ass. <laughs> so no gas. <laughs> it's basically either weed or ass. <laughs> Your only two choices. <laughs> Did I say ass twice? Yeah, he said ass, grass, or ass. <laughs> so. That'll be Blanche's. Right. <laughs> well, I imagine Blanche's would just be ass, ass, or ass. So nobody rides for free, but... <laughs> Uh, she goes on and makes a speech about how lucky is she, she is to have uh, so many friends in the community and at home uh, and how they all stick together through the good times and the bad. Uh, the girls, kind of hearing this, obviously, all uh, realize that she's reminding them to be good to each other and stop, being, uh, stop all the bickering and being rude to one another. Uh, she kind of closes her speech by telling the uh, attendees 75 and over to look at their dates and then look at mine. And she says, the man's half my age. Isn't he gorgeous? Yeah, I I would say this, that the guy who, you know, played that part 
granted, if you're comparing him to a 75 plus year old man, <laughs> I'm sure that comparatively <laughs> speaking, yeah, just yeah. the beauty of youth, if you will, yeah, um, would differentiate him. But it wasn't like he was a strikingly handsome man at all. I mean, he was kind of a goofy-looking dude. He's no Don Johnson. No. He had the sex of appeal of a young Roberto Benini. <laughs> hey, unfortunately, I don't know who Roberto Benini is. <laughs> he kind of he reminded me like a character like Yakov Smirnoff. Mm. Yeah, he's like, life is beautiful. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, I love y'all. <laughs> Well, I did see that movie once and have a vague memory yeah. of that character. <laughs> um, yeah, like for whatever year that was, he was the Temple Grandin, <laughs> the award circuit. <laughs> Never to be heard from again. Yeah, the, cloud all, the crowd all claps for uh, her speech and the, the fact that she got the award. Uh, the girls kind of all apologize to one another over, over being so mean the past few days, and they decide to toast a friendship. They all kind of clink their glasses and immediately sneeze, mm-hmm. and then we kind of cut off. Yeah, well, well, two thoughts closing, you know, for the closing part of the episode. Number one, I definitely think that Sophia knew from the beginning that she was getting the award, um, <laughs> and I think that's be there. yeah. I think she pitted them against and planted the seed that one of them might be getting it just because she wanted them to be there yeah. to see her get it. Now she didn't try to rub it in their faces at all, so. Yeah. You know, you could argue that maybe she didn't know, but she was prepared, seemed like, to get up there and make a speech <laughs> yeah. and, and all that. So I think she knew. Um, and it is funny because, you know, right now, like states and whatnot are going through, starting to slowly open back up, you know, and the lockdown is lifting to some extent and, you know, all that. But seeing some of the stuff, like seeing them sneeze into the middle of the table, <laughs> it's like, wow, I don't know. It's because when I'm going in walmart at this point you know i'm looking around like everybody's trying to kill me and i need to stay away from them and yet you know here we have this situation where even if it's not a particularly deadly virus that's going around it's just your run-of-the-mill flu it is around a bunch of old people and so you know even the flu they're definitely way more susceptible to serious illness from that and then the fact that they're open mouth sneezing into the middle of the table and into the room um, yeah, I don't know. It yeah, little, I know they're doing it for comic, of, comic, you know, uh, you know, effect, right? To kind of emphasize, but it still seems it, even thirty years ago that's just a rude thing to do, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, I guess they were all just I don't caught think they, off guard by did their. They not sneeze. have the Dracula back then. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all their their hands on their glasses doing their toast, and then apparently, you know, the sneeze just it, took them all at the same time. Um, too sudden, to no catch. warning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just like, obviously again, we talked about this very apropos episode for us <laughs> to start back on, you know, here's, we maybe start on the downward slope of this pandemic, but that particular part, I don't think three months ago would have made me cringe <laughs> watching it this time around. It definitely, yeah. Gave for those a, of you who don't know, the Dracula is when you sneeze in your elbow. Mm. But I mean, comedy is tragedy plus time. Right. So, <laughs> so you're saying that I could look at this same episode. So would would it now be tragedy again? So now I just need no more time so that I can appreciate them sneezing into the middle of the table? Yes. Remember okay. when I thought that was a big like, deal? <laughs> if, like if, if we were watching this episode as like a current episode mm. you know like too soon oh. you know <laughs> yeah. but you know in 30 years hindsight you know like it like if they were dealing with the COVID 19 back mm. in march of 1986 or whatever right 
I think you could, I think you can make a joke about like, you know, COVID-19 ripping through shady pines. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when Dorothy sneezes through an off-brand facial tissue. Yeah. <laughs> that really does raise the, uh, the, the threat. Ah, oh, yeah. shady pines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That becomes a far more <laughs> dangerous proposition. <laughs> Treacherous. Yeah, under our current circumstances. Yeah. But, well. but yeah, overall, I enjoyed the episode. But uh, Ski, did you have a... Any line that we didn't mention, or um, if not, no, who was your... mine was definitely the, uh, if this isn't it, I'd like to know what other electrical appliance you have under the blanket. <laughs> and then what was your, um, I, I believe you said you had a fun fact that you wanted to toss in on this episode. I, I do have a fun fact. So, uh, if you recall in the uh, uh, episode, Blanche wants to watch Another World, mm-hmm. right? I assume it's a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Turns out, Blanche's uh, character, like the, the actress... Played in Another World. Ruby McClanahan? Yeah. Nice. Oh, very nice. So do you know, did she play, I have to assume she probably played in Another World prior to Golden Girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know, I didn't look up what she, uh, what role she was in, but. Right. But you did know her name was Ruby McClanahan, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who? Well, you did kind of say, like, that lady who plays Blanche, you know, the one. The I was Southern trying to say the actress. She was also. The bronze-haired actress. <laughs> you know the one. You know, the one who's a little bit loose of the morals. <laughs> the one that looks guys. Yeah. Exactly. The third-build one. <laughs> the one who owns the house. You know, not the ones that are renting, but the one who owns. Yeah. She actually played on that soap opera, you know? Crazy. <laughs> That was a fun fact. Yeah. I'll definitely uh, agree with you there. <laughs> yeah. So, who was your uh, MVP for this episode? Sophia, I thought. And and now I will say, uh, your your theory actually does put a, a bit of a a twinge on that because one of the reasons I liked her so much in this is because she was the one that wasn't whiny all the time. Mm. She wasn't sick, granted, but mm. she also was uh, not uh, you know kind of kowtowing to everybody's you know bitchiness, mm. <laughs> if you will. And uh, at the end, she kind of reminds them to be nice to one another. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's a fair choice. Now, I'm sorry, I actually did, though, skip over. I think this episode may, I think we had one one or two ago that we talked about maybe having the most guest actors with speaking roles. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think, may have may have topped that, actually. Because oh, yeah? we had, well, because there was Dr. Richmond, um, played by Sharon Spellman, uh, who, and all these are actors, most of them, not a whole lot of other stuff that you would know them from, mm-hmm. but a lot of other credits. Like, all of them have a, a lot of credits to their name. And um, then we had uh, Dave, I think, was played by William Court. Um, and some some things he's credited as Bill Court, just so that you know. <laughs> uh, and he is another character that's in a later episode, not a character, but an actor. Uh, Harold, by Ray Reinhardt, um, was also in there, had a speaking role. He's been in 59 different things. Uh, Raul was a guy named uh, Marcel Turbent. Uh, he's been in 188 different things, so he had quite a career. Um, again, not not a lot of things that you would know him from, mm-hmm. but still plenty, plenty of work. Right, get uh, busy. Tom Cochran was played by uh, Tony Serrario, and again, he's on three different episodes of this. One other one later in the season, or not this season, but later in the series. And then the waiter was Dom Herrera, who you know he's done a lot of acting things, voice acting, but I think definitely most known as a stand-up, mm-hmm. um, very successful stand-up, and. And then even the MC, uh, Sylvan Gallardo, has been in 54 different things. So quite a few different characters got at least a line or two in this yeah. episode. It may be, maybe the record for the episode so, so wow. far, or at least close to it anyway. 
So, sorry. So, yeah. So, you said Sophia for you is yeah. your MVP. And how about you, Brent? Uh, Dr. Richmond. Dr. Richmond. Why, why, <laughs> why could you possibly pick Dr. Richmond as your MVP? Why not Dr. Harris? <laughs> she, she broke the glass ceiling. Oh. <laughs> so, so, you just appreciate the fact that they had a, you know, a, a female doctor in exactly. here? Exactly. You know, it, it was a male profession back then. So, do you think there were a lot of little girls watching the Golden Girls back in the 80s that didn't think it was possible for them to become a doctor themselves? Mm-hmm. And they exactly. saw Dr. Richmond. and They thought you had to be a Jewish guy with indigestion as the <laughs> previous episode taught them <laughs> right so do you think they're like well you have to make a lot of house calls but at least i could be a doctor mm-hmm. exactly making 50 bucks a pop <laughs> exactly <laughs> i don't know i feel like that 50 dollar price range puts the glass ceiling back on a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> um she may be pressing the glass ceiling but i think she has to be paid a little more than that for a house visit to break through that's Especially. after insurance alan <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh so it was just 50 copay co- yeah i'm, <laughs> okay. I'm assuming i had to good because if it was a straight 50 then obviously she didn't take a cab there because that right. would have been $67 <laughs> yeah we know own. that the <laughs> maybe the she ladies. just lives nearby <laughs> <laughs> they do have a doctor next door oh yeah yeah right, well apparently that doctor was also not available to come and, and give them the thorough exam <laughs> that doctor she did touch dr. them and gave. you look at them so mm-hmm. okay. so dr richmond is your mvp for that episode yeah, why not? And we're supposed to honor our frontline per- heroes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that uh, that character should have a, a sign in her yard right now? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> the hero lives here. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'd have to assume if she's taking appointments for 50 bucks a pop, she lives in her car. So she just needs it in her window. <laughs> Maybe one of those like uh, screen things. Out. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Well, my, my MVP was definitely Rose for this episode. My favorite lines. She had three or four that I liked and, you know, Rose always makes stupid comments, you know, like funny, you know, ditzy type comments they, uh, they have for her. But this one, I like that a lot of her ditzy comments were mean uh, <laughs> and not intentionally mean. Like she wasn't trying to be mean. She wasn't trying to be a bitch towards people, but just like the, yeah, you've done a lot of great things, Dorothy. It's just people don't like you. Um, I like to think she's, she's just an angry drunk. You think so? <laughs> yeah. You get some hot toddies in her and the claws come out. Right. Yeah, she did mention that she had to have quite a few to even be nice to them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so a, a drunk and ill Rose can be both happy but also kind of a... <laughs> Kind of an asshole, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so drunk Rose is kind of like competitive Rose. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. <laughs> so, all right. So ski out of uh, eight slices of cheesecake, how many would you give this episode? Uh, I think it's above that. I think it was a five. Five. And what about you, Brunt? Um, I'd probably go four. One for each of the monkeys. Really? See, I that particular sight <laughs> gag aside. <laughs> um, <laughs> Now, there's only three monkeys in this. Are you talking about the fourth monkey that they didn't represent, or are you talking about the monkeys, the band? (laughs) (laughs) The monkey they did not represent. Oh, okay. Okay, just making sure. Because I'm just going to go ahead and make Sophia that honorary monkey. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually really enjoyed this episode. It was one of the ones I like better in this season so far. I mean, I've liked many of them, but Mm -hmm. for me personally, I'd give it a six and a half. Um, So well above the average. Yeah. I think like... You know, if at the end of the season we were to list, like, the top 25 zingers, mm. you know, I could see this being heavily represented. Yeah, um, I did have a, good, a bunch of good lines. You know, I mean, the the electric blanket, heating <laughs> pad thing. You mm-hmm. know, the bit about the clubhouse, even though when it took us in an awkward place. <laughs> right. You know, I did like that <laughs> line, you know. Yeah, well, it didn't take us in nearly as an awkward place as the, uh, as yeah. the blanket did that Ski took us. Ding, so, ding. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, with... Uh, 
that wrapped up. You know, I'm, I'm glad to be back around the table with you guys again and I looking gotcha. forward to doing it again. And I'm glad just to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. How many do you need? <laughs> uh, it depends on... Um, like, why do you need a second one? <laughs> well, in case you want to go again. But that right. would be a subsequent boner, not an extra one. An extra one know. imply you have them both at the same time. Well, I think, <laughs> which is all being recorded, but will be cut. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think that um, it would be at the age of 41, mm -hmm. um, a second boner, regardless of when it happens, is an extra boner. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, it's a subsequent boner the next day, <laughs> but it's an extra boner if it's within the same night. <laughs> so. like, I had a boner and then bam, three weeks later, another one. <laughs> yeah, that would not be an extra. That would qualify as subsequent, but. <laughs> a later on. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think any two within a given menstrual cycle counts as a... <laughs> so like in a 28-day period, exactly. you consider that extra? Honey, exactly. we had three. Well, I know you're, well, like a year and a half older than I am. Yeah, I'm 43-ish. Oh, okay. So. so, yeah, so you're not quite two years older than I am. Um, I, I don't know. I think that if you're only able to get a boner twice <laughs> in a 28-day period, then you may be on the wrong medication. <laughs> Something is impacting you. Or very your... disinterested. Oh, well, okay. I, I mean, it could be, but, you know, I, I don't know. I've known Brent a while, and he doesn't seem to be a man that's disinterested from my... Well, I mean, you can hit a, a spur, you know, in life, where you're just like, you know what? Don't really care. I mean, I'm sure there may be disinterest, but I don't think it's coming from Brent. It may be pointed at Brent. <laughs> My response to you is, you know, you can say all that now, but time makes fools of us all. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying two years from now? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. I am really, I want to go on record saying you should not cut this. Oh. Well, perhaps <laughs> I'll put it as a... This be our most interesting start ever. I'll just make it a bonus track at the end. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure if he cuts, it'll be everybody talking but me. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so like the episode ends and then it's just me going on for eight minutes about <laughs> motor. <laughs> right. <laughs> and how frequently or infrequently you get this. <laughs> so. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan and as always joined by my friend Ski. Hello, hello. And Brent. Hi. And today is a very special episode. Now, to you, dear listeners, it's just episode 21. But for us, it's the first time we've recorded since the COVID outbreak uh, ensued. Now, we're still, of course, not out of the woods in uh, Indiana. Um, I'm going to have to start that over. No, we're in Indiana. You're right. Yeah, we are in Indiana. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, we're not out of the woods yet by any means, but it's only uh, mid-May, May 18th today, um, although you'll be hearing this probably about six weeks from now. Hopefully the country will be doing even better by then. Um, but 
six weeks from now, or as I like to say, two boners. <laughs> <laughs> More on that later. Well, <laughs> go ahead and cut that part out when you cut out the previous 22 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, now I'm almost thinking I just need to go ahead and, and refresh it again. <laughs> <laughs> so we starting over at the beginning? Well, you know, we'll just go with it. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to start over again and yeah. decide if we'll we're, put this whole... We're pretty warmed up now. Right, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to another edition of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan and as always joined by my friend Ski. Hello. And Brent. Hey. And today is a very special episode for us because it is the first time in about eight to ten weeks that we have gotten together to record an episode due to the uh, COVID outbreak that is sweeping the nation. This still isn't good. I'm going to have to start this over mm-hmm. again. You can just skip the bit about the COVID in our first time. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It's just really not working out, so... All right. We can work it in later, too, when we tell us about the, the flu. Yeah, or at least I need to phrase it in a different way. Um, hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I'm Alan, and as always, joined by my friend Ski. Hello. And Brent. Hey. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, more. Now, normally we try to keep these episodes evergreen, but uh, I do want to note that this is the first time we recorded in about 10 weeks, so it's kind of a a special episode for us as we've been avoiding uh, getting together because of the uh, pandemic that's sweeping the country right now. Um, But it's... Fuck. I'm going to leave it out. I think you're right. Okay. All right. (laughs) I just can't think of a way to weave it in that sounds good. It's hard to come back from that. Yeah, it really (laughs) is. Like, I can't think, especially because it's not like, it's not like mission accomplished. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) If you are a family member out there dying right now. Right. I hope you are soothed by <laughs> right the soothing sounds of our us not, talking about a twenty-year-old, thirty-year-old yeah. television show. All right, <laughs> do, you, do you want me to try? <laughs> no, it's fine. Hello, and welcome to another episode of <laughs> Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. As always, I'm joined by my friend Ski. Hello, hello, and Brent. Ahoy, ahoy. Uh, today we're going to be discussing episode twenty-one of yes. the Flu Attack. Uh, as always, we'll start off. God damn it. I just feel like I should say something because of the name of the episode, too. All right, last time, and I'll just go with one version or it's another. Not the flu attack, is it? Uh, Some places called it the flu attack, and other places just the flu. Oh, yeah. I always saw just the flu everywhere. That's yeah. what I saw 98% of the time, but I did just see a the couple flu? places where the flu oh. attack. Okay. okay, well, I'll just call it the flu then. All right, one last time. Sorry, six minutes of bullshit for me. Uh, <laughs> You hit your quota for the night. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All gold from here on. Yeah, it's probably all going to be shit for me from here because it's just off to a bad start. Okay. Hello. What's that? You want me to do it? No. (laughs) It's it's my one thing. You're the fucking funny man, and he's the recap man. Apparently, I'm just the host, so... (laughs) You also uh, bought the table. Yeah, that's true. And the chairs. <laughs> no, actually, out. I didn't buy the table. The table was a gift from Ski's, Ski oh, and his wife. The chairs I did purchase, though. Okay. Uh, hello, and welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I'm Alan, and I am joined by my friend Ski. Hello. And Brent. Hey. We have been on a little bit of a hiatus for us, although you haven't missed any weeks from us because we had some in the bank. Uh, but we haven't gotten together for about 10 weeks at this point because of the... God damn, it just isn't going to work, is it? I just can't. The bank implies something of value. I yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going bad. I don't know. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't no. know. I just can't seem, I just am not feeling it. Like, I had it in my mind before we started, but. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm sorry, You want to sketch it down or something? 
No, no, it's fine. You want me to try? Fuck no, I don't want you to try. I think Brent would like to go. Yeah, it sounds like it. Listen, when I die, you can take over the hosting role. So it can be you and Ski as a two-man podcast. <laughs> or you can find a replacement for me and put him in your role. And then you'll see how it feels to be the third man. <laughs> All right. All right, let me think for just a second. I like that. Yep, that's pretty cool shaped. Oh, thank you. It's thank very you. geometric. Yeah, yeah. We got that at the um, at the Dunkin' Donuts, so I guess you can tell, whatever. But it's nice because, you know, we have like the curd cake cup type thing. Uh-huh. And so it makes just enough to fill this thing up and everything. Perfect. So, yeah. That's okay. nice. Unfortunately, though, it keeps the coffee hot for like eight hours. And so really? You know, so like, it's really good at its job. Exactly. But then I got to wait eight hours to drink it. Oh. <laughs> so like, if I would have got like a normal <laughs> cup. It would so be at a decent temperature. Now, is it right. scalding like for hours? Yeah, yeah. Like the temperature at which it dispenses. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just like, that. That's what it's locked in, huh? Yeah. So, 